first, let's pray together, shall we? Father in heaven, we thank you for this day to, that we have to share together this time, these few minutes. Lord, we pray that our hearts would, would seek you first. We put you first. We keep you first, Lord, in our lives. As we begin this new year, Lord, that uh, that would be the cry of our hearts, Lord, to seek you, to seek your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, uh, I have... Some of you get the emails, you already know this, that, you know, uh, one, of our, one of our people passed away this week, Kathy Ricard passed away, and uh, she was uh, just a sweet lady, and she, she was really with us uh, for probably 22 years, and uh, she hadn't been around recently, she's been struggling with cancer, but uh, we'll probably have a memorial service coming up soon here. So for those of you that, that are interested in that, we'll have some details coming up. So anyways, Happy New Year to you. Um, there we go, Happy New Year. I sent a little uh, Happy New Year to my son this morning and uh, with my new smartphone. Can we turn it down just a little bit? And, and uh, so I said Happy New Year, and then it gave me the option to put this little balloon there. And I thought, okay, that's cool. And then... It like did like that, but it was like exploding and going on, going, wow. And so I said to him, this is uh, unexpected, but that's nice. I said, just so you don't think that I did made that, you know. And he said to me, he answered me back, he says, you're losing it. <laughs> what? You know, Happy New Year, it's... It's kind of a strange time of the year, I find, you know, because the, the holiday's over, right? And it's, it's almost kind of sad because, you know, that thing is all over and then your family, if they've been around, they're all, they've all gone back home to wherever they are from. And it's kind of like you're, you're, it's, there's sort of this emptiness, I find, anyways, but I think it's a time for us to kind of like reflect and think about what's going on. And, and we get back to these normal routines, you know. And, and uh, I think that's what we're supposed to do. It's a brand new year. Now, kind of looking around, it doesn't look like anything new because it's here in New England. Anyways, it's cold and, you know, it doesn't look like anything new out there really, Right. It's like spring is really kind of like, that's when you really feel like new life coming. But, you know, it, I want to talk to you about resolutions. You know about resolutions? You know, why do you make those resolutions? Is that what New Year's all about? This is what I think. Blank. You know, we make these resolutions, and what's the, really the purpose of it, you know? So that we can not fulfill them and then feel guilty, and, and it's kind of ridiculous, really. But, but I think, as I said, it's a good time to reflect on the direction of our lives, and, and, and maybe that emptiness would spur us on to say, well, who am I, and where am I going, and, and what kind of relationship do I have with God? And what am I going after? I read this, and it, it was interesting. It, it, 
it says uh, Trivial Pursuit is the name of a popular game. It could also be the title of many a person's biography. Is that our lives, just trivial pursuit? Is that what we're going after? Is that the, the direction of our lives, what we're, what we're heading towards and facing? Just trivial stuff? Now that stuff, you know, the stuff in our lives we have to take care of. I, I understand that. But what I want to suggest to you today, and, and that's why I played that video, is that it, it needs to be more than just this list of things, well, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to you know, get a new car, I'm going to do all these different things. It really is this, is really, I think, something that we need to consider at least. Seek first. What's got to be first? You know, uh, when I heard that song, I, I would listen to it, and I had no idea she was saying the word first. It took me a long time to figure out what, because she sings it out like, what? And I go, what, what is she singing? So I sang along with it. Just, and, uh, but she was saying first. And I think that's what I'm, I'm saying. First, what we need is to seek the kingdom of God. This is Matthew 6.33. You know, we learned it in a, in a simple chorus. And some of you remember the old chorus, Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And, and, and so... And that's the best way to learn verses, by the way, is to have some music to them, I think. So, so I learned that, but you know, it's, what he talks about in those verses in Matthew chapter 6 is that if you seek him first, the rest of the stuff is going to, to be taken care of. It's going to fall into place. You read that chapter, he talks about, you know, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? How's, how's the stuff that I need to take care of? That's the basic stuff of life. How's that going to take shape? How's that going to get together? And he says, if you seek first the kingdom of God, all those other things will be added to you. You say, well, that doesn't sound right. I got to take care of business. I got to do this. I got to take care of these things. Trust me. Not trust me, trust him. That if you seek him first, he's going to fulfill what his promise is. That all those things are going to be taken care of you. If you think of what's first, what's most important. Again, this idea of resolutions that we get all the, you know, the resolutions. Well, I'm going to do this and this and this. No, make a single simple resolution that I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. Before anything else. Trusting that he is going to fulfill what he promised to fulfill. You know, I read it this morning in, uh, in 2 Chronicles. Yeah, you can read 2 Chronicles, actually. Really, you can. Right, Kelly? But, but in there, it talks about Solomon. He's saying to the people that God fulfilled his promise. And Joshua found it to be true that, that God fulfilled every promise that he had made. And this is a promise in God's word that if you seek him first, he's going to take care of all the rest of the stuff in your life. That's a promise. And God fulfills his promises. He's faithful. So he says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And you, and you think about that. What does that mean? The kingdom of God is where he is king. Where he is king in my life where I've surrendered, I've submitted that he's king and I'm going I'm to make him the king in my life. 
Seek first the kingdom of God where he's in charge. You see, so if he's in charge, if he's the king, then it's up to him. It's his responsibility to take care of his people, right? His subjects. And so he's going to take care of the stuff that you and I need if we make him king. If We seek him first. I want to look at a bunch of different verses. So, you know, Again, if you use your index, you can find these quicker, but it's a new year. And I thought, you know what, let's just throw a whole bunch of verses here. It's a new year. Let's look and and find some stuff in our Bibles, because that's where the answers are for you and me. You see, talk a little bit more about that later. First one I want you to find is Jeremiah chapter 29, because he talks about seeking him with all of our hearts. So I want you to turn there with me, and I'm going to turn there too. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13. What does it say there? You see, because I could, I could put all these verses up on the screen for you. And some churches do that, and that's okay. That's all right. But there's nothing like you finding the verse on your smartphone. (laughs) I got you, didn't I? There's nothing like you flipping pages and actually finding something in your Bible. You see, there's something to that. Now, if you have an iPad in front of you, that's okay, too. It's just you're lazy. You know, bip, 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 boom, it's there. That's cool. Pretty soon, we're not even going to have Bibles in our hands, I guess, maybe. I don't know. That's not going to be in my lifetime. But look what he says there, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. And I'm, a, I'm in Isaiah, you see, I can find the wrong book too, you see. So let me find Jeremiah 29, not Isaiah. They're right next to each other. That's my excuse. Verse 13, he says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. You see, that's the principle. That's a promise in God's word. It says if, he says, you will seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. So something about this idea of seeking after him, making him first, is that something that's part of our heart. It's got to come from our heart. And it's got to be something that we truly want. I want to seek after God. I want to make him first in my life. I want to go to him first before I go to this, that, or the other thing. Before I go to the world, before I go to my friends, even my family, I want to seek you first. If there's anything you're going to remember here, hopefully it's the word first. That's the idea. Seek first. Seek him first. But he promises here that that you will seek me and you will find me. You will find me. Seeking after God, where you simply from the depths of your heart say, God, I want to seek your face. I want to seek you as the king in my life first. This is what the Bible promises, and I can tell you from personal experience that he will, you will find him. You will find him if you seek him with all your heart. It's a promise. The next one, we're going to go old, new, old, new. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. 
I love to hear those pages rustling like that. That is so cool. Hebrews chapter 11 is the, what they call the hall of faith because it's these people whose lives were changed by God. And so it says here in verse 6, is without faith, he's talking about these people and their faith. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know, we're, we're trying to please God. We're trying to do all these things to please God. But he says, you know, what is it? It's faith. It's trust in Him. That's what pleases Him. When you go to Him and you believe in Him and you trust in Him, that's what pleases Him. But look what it says here. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So we saw that it's with all of our hearts, and then we see here the writer of the Hebrews says that, it's, that we earnestly seek Him, and there's this faith that's part of this, where we believe that He exists. So I'm going to go to the God who I believe in, and I'm going to seek after Him, and, and here's another promise that He's going to reward you and me. He's going to reward us. Now, do we seek Him so we can get rewards? I've kind of heard that before taught. That's why we seek after God. That's why we give. That's why we do everything so we can get back, right? We don't, we don't do it like that, but the truth is as we seek Him, He rewards us. He blesses us. As we give to Him, as we give, as we, as we offer ourselves to Him, He gives back to us. That's incredible. That's awesome. He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. How about, how about this one, uh, Proverbs chapter 4? That one's easier to find because it's kind of in the middle of your Bible. So let's turn to Proverbs chapter 4. If you find the Psalms, then just go ahead. Go forward from Psalms. Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 25. Through 27. So we're talking about seeking the kingdom of God first, seeking Him first. And, and, and for me, it's it, the verses, these two I'm going to look at here, it's about a forward direction, right? Not looking back, not looking to this side, not looking to this side, but looking forward. And that's what I see in these verses, and they, and they, they make this very clear. He says in verse 25, he says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. To me, this is, what this is talking about is this, is this idea, this commitment that I'm going I'm to seek Him first and this is the, the direction of my life and, and, and I'm not going to be sidetracked by this or by that. That this is like the core of my very heart and being, that I'm going to seek Him first. I'm going to take the, the ways that are firm. I'm going to go upon the rock of Jesus. That's the way I'm going to go. I'm not going to swerve to the right or the left. I'm not going to uh, you know, peep my feet, let my feet go down these paths of evil. Let your eyes look straight ahead. What's the direction of your life? Again, that's what, what we're talking about here in the beginning of this new year. What's the direction of my life? Where am I heading? Is it trivial pursuit or is it the seeking first the kingdom of God? 
and His righteousness. Pretty simple message, isn't it? Okay, we can get right to the donuts now. You know, I got a few more things to say about this, but it is very simple, but it's profound. To seek first the kingdom of God. That that's the direction of my life. That's the, the straight path, the path that I've chosen. I'm fixed my eyes. I'm going to follow him. No matter if my life is completely falling apart, no matter if it's going really, really well and I'm doing incredibly well, but he's first. He's number one. He's the guy for me. How about a New Testament passage that talks about that? Anybody have one that comes to mind? How about this? Philippians chapter 3. See if you can find that one in a heartbeat. Philippians chapter 3, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. If you just get back there and you start looking, you'll find Philippians chapter 3. Paul, the apostle, talks about his life. He talks about the direction of his life. And, and Paul, the apostle, was, you know, incredible what God had done in his life. Incredible how God had used him. And again, he pens these incredible letters. And, and, and our, you know, our New Testament is full of these letters by Paul the Apostle. But Paul the Apostle, he realized that he needed to keep his focus in the right place too. Look at what he says here in verse 12. Philippians 3 says, Not that I have already obtained all this, And he's referring back to knowing Christ and the power of his resurrection, fellowship of his sufferings, of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He says, I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm pressing on. I'm going to press on. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to keep my eyes fixed straight ahead. I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God in my life. Verse 13, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold, it, hold of it, but one thing I do. This is Paul the Apostle saying, one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Forgetting what is behind. How many times does that hold us back? We are completely, you know, distraught. We're disturbed by what we, what, the regrets in the past, things that we wish we hadn't have done, things we wish we would have done. I was, the other, the other night, I, you know, I, I, I made a decision and, and uh, I, I, you know, then I woke up thinking, oh, I should have made the other decision. I should have went in these regrets and these things. And, and uh, you know, these kinds of things can hold us back from going forward. Forget what's behind. It's done. It's gone. My wife kind of straightened me out a little bit. Poop, poop, poop like that. No, not really. It's more like this. No, not really. You know, I press on towards what is ahead. The stuff in the past, that's already done. You can't change it. You can't go back and fix it. 
but to press on forward to, you know, whatever's gone in your life up to this point in time, to this new year, this new day, the first day of the first month of 2017. Seek first the kingdom of God. That's going to be the heart. The heart of my life. My direction. He says, forget what's behind. I strain towards what's ahead. I press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I love these verses. Verse 15, he goes on to say, we don't have that up here, but all of us who are mature should take such a view of things. If, if you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been a believer, but maturity is realizing that I need to get up each and every day and seek after him first. That's maturity. Maturity isn't, well, you know, I've already read all that stuff. I already know all the stuff. I, you know, I know all about Jesus. I know about the Bible. You know, I'm a pretty mature believer. I don't really need to do that stuff because I already know all that stuff. That's not maturity. That's immaturity. Maturity says, like Paul here, he says, you know what? I got to keep pressing toward the goal. Why? Because we're in a battle here, right? We have the world that's pressing in on us, pulling us. You just have to turn on the TV set to see that, right? For about five minutes, you'll see, bam, bam, bam. We have our own flesh fighting against us. We have the enemy of our soul, the devil, fighting you. We have battles that, that are taking place all around us, so we can't, we can't, like, take a vacation. We can't take a day off from this. We need to be straining towards what is ahead. Where are we saying, you know what? First in my life is the kingdom of God. That's first in my life. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to keep pressing towards that. So, seek what? First, the kingdom of God. Seek ye first. And that always comes back to me. So the, the question is, well, how do we do that? You know, we, we say, well, you know, that all, that's all a bunch of spiritual mumbo-jumbo. You're just talking, and I can't even follow. What in the world are you, you know, how do you do that? How, does, how do you make something like that happen? Well, how do you? You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of pr practical in nature more than, for me, that's just kind of where I'm. So how do you make that happen? What do you do? What kinds of things do you do in your life to, to seek God first, to make Him first? Well, number one is, is this. It's a daily thing. The very next verse, you don't have to turn there, in Matthew 6, 34, right? 6, 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God, right? 6, 34 says this. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That's the very next verse, right? So what he's saying is, listen, seeking first the kingdom of God isn't worrying about tomorrow. It's worrying about today. So it's a daily thing. It's an everyday thing. Today, seek first the kingdom of God. Don't worry about yesterday, it's gone. Don't worry about tomorrow, it hasn't gotten here yet. But today, I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. It's a daily thing. Daily surrender, right? What does he say uh, in the Lord's Prayer? Thy will be done. Jesus said it right in the Garden of Gethsemane, but it's a, it's a prayer that we pray. Thy will be done. See, again, we're talking about the kingdom of God where he's king. And so we say, not what I want, 
Not my will, but thy will be done. There's a great song uh, that's been out recently uh, called Thy Will Be Done. How many of you heard that? You know the song I'm talking about. Thy will be done, you know, and, and, I, and I was listening about uh, the person that wrote this song, and she was, she was talking about uh, where she was coming from when she wrote these words. And it was coming from a, a place of extreme pain. She had a miscarriage, and it was extremely painful for her, and, and the loss was almost overwhelming, and all that she could come up with was surrender before the Almighty God. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Sometimes that's all that we can do. And that's what she says in the song. That's all I, that's all I could say. That's all I could think. Thy will be done. Seek first the kingdom of God. Thy will be done. The next thing that I... I talk about this often, right? And I bring this up often because it's so important. It's part of making disciples, right? The Bible says we need to make disciples. That's what uh, Matthew 28 says. And, and part of being a disciple is to be somebody who has a daily devotional life. Daily. Not, well, uh, I'm going to read my Bible today, and that should get me through the whole week, right? What happened in the wilderness when the manna came down? There was just enough for that day. Just one day there was enough. And what happened when they tried to keep it for the next day? It started stinking. Right? It wasn't any good anymore. Now, there was a day on the Sabbath they would get enough for that day. I understand that. But the general principle in this is that manna is for today. The daily devotional life, it's, it's an everyday thing. Now, is that... You know, we could get legalistic about it and, well, you got to read, you know, three chapters a day and you got to spend, you know, 45 minutes and you got to do all these things. You know, it's not a legalistic thing. It's something that, again, I'm going to seek you first in my life. I want to spend some time with you today. I want to take 15 minutes or whatever, a little bit of time and read a little part of your word and, and, and offer you my life today and call you my king today. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, today. You know, again, you could have a whole list of all these resolutions that oh, I'm going to do this this year, I'm going to do this this year, I'm going to work out, I'm going to get so ripped that, you know, people won't even recognize me. Well, I, I'm kind of already there, but... Um, <laughs> oh, man, I need a drink. Yeah. No, but a resolution to seek first God would include that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a devotional life. I'm going to have a, a time in my life where I spend with God every, every day. It's a daily thing. This, this word daily is very, very important. Now, if you miss a day, are you going to you know, lose your salvation or something? No, absolutely not. I think you'll miss out. I think we miss out. We miss out with that, that relate, building that relationship. You build this relationship with God one day at a time. That's how you have this relationship with God. You seek Him one day at a time. Today, I seek you first. Daily devotional life. 
The next thing I want to say before we come to the end of this is Acts 2.42. You all know what Acts 2.42 says? All right, why don't we turn there? You don't have to go too far. Acts 2.42. Seek first the kingdom of God, and, and God in His kingdom has set things up for us, right? If we're going to make Him king, well, what does the king want? What is he like? What, you know, what did the early church, what did the believers in the early church find? Well, this is what they found here in, in Acts 2.42. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. They devoted themselves. This was a part of their lives, right? Acts 2.42, it's just that simple. This has been a part of our fellowship from day one, really. Acts 2.42, we built our, our fellowship upon this principle that, that we have these things are part of who we are as believers. So the first one is the apostles' teaching, right? The Word of God. We have a, a, a high priority in that we devote ourselves. And we, that's why I was just talking about it, because we believe the Word of God. It's God's Word for us, and we need to, to be in it. We need to understand it. We need to go there. You're going to find answers there. I, I guarantee you, you will find answers there. I don't know how many times uh, in my life when I'm going through something, and I know that surprises you that I go through things. Some people think, you know, oh, you're the pastor. You're just like up on this cloud, like, you know, floating up there or something like that. That's ridiculous. I, I want to say I, I'm just, I'm the same. I just go through things just like you do. But I don't know how many times through the years where I'm, I'm just going through the, the Word, the Scripture, and I have a, you know, I'll read the Old Testament today and the New Testament tomorrow, and just rotate back and forth like that, and I'll just read a little bit each day. And I don't know how many times I'm going to say, I don't know how many times. Uh, <laughs> some of you can follow that. Some of you are not. It's the new year, you stayed up till midnight, you're going like, I can't even, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know how many times that specific passage that I was going to read, that it's the very next passage, was like, it like was hit me between the eyes. Like, this is exactly what I need right now in the situation I'm going through. Does that happen every day? No. The truth of it is, it happens more when I'm going through trials and troubles than the time when I'm not. I think it's just because we're more focused, we're more seeking after answers, we're more like, God, you got to help me, you got to help me through this, you got to show me the way, kind of thing. The apostles' teaching, what about the fellowship? You know, there's something about the fellowship, we need fellowship. I, I, I know that uh, it takes a little bit of commitment to get together with people. To get together to come to church, it takes some commitment. It says they devoted themselves to this. They, they said, well, I'm going to be part of a fellowship. I'm going to, I'm going to get together with them. And from, from day one when we came to Rhode Island, I, there, there are loads of people, probably because of what's on top of our state house, that believe they do not need to be part of a fellowship. What's on the state house? Independent man. Independent man. I can do this. Well, maybe you can, but... The Bible tells us that fellowship's important, to, have, to be a part of a group. Is there any perfect fellowship? No. Is there any perfect church? No. Is there any perfect pastor? No. 
<laughs> Just seeing if you're listening. We need this koinonia. This word for fellowship is koinonia. It means partnership. It means, you know, sharing together with one another. Now, we, we, we sometimes like to just do our own thing, but you know what the Bible says, I need, you know, you're like the body, he gives that example, right? The body, you got the arm, the, the hand, the, the feet, and the whole, you know, the whole, bar, the whole body is important. So every one of us is important. We, we have a part to play, and we got we to gotta do our part. What's the next thing? He talks about the breaking of bread. And, and you know what? Uh, we can make that really spiritual and say that's uh, communion. And you could probably make that, but really what he's talking about is eating together. Because later in the, in the, in the verse uh, uh, 46, he says, they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. It's about eating meals together. It's eating donuts together, <laughs> right? And we have potlucks once a, once a month here. And... Uh, but what about, you know, having a, having a lunch with somebody? What about inviting somebody over for dinner? What about taking, a, you know, an, an opportunity to, to break bread together? There's something about it that, that they were devoted to. You know, there's something about sharing a meal with somebody, right? It's very special, I find. And then the last thing there is prayer, right? Prayer. The apostles teaching the fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayer, or as my one of my grandkids says, prayer, prayer. Just talking to God. How are you going to get to know Him if you don't talk to Him? Prayer. To know Him better, number one and number four through the Word of God and through prayer to know each other better through. Number two and number three, fellowship. We're talking about seek first, right? So the last thing I want to say, how do we seek first the kingdom of God as we serve him? Serve him. We serve him. We offer our hands. What can I do? How can I serve? What? I don't know how God's gifted each one of you individually. You've got something, though, that you can offer, that you can give. So ask yourself, well, this year, how am I going to get involved? How can I get involved? How can I serve some way or another? There's a lot of ways to do that. There are people here who will help you find that. So it's a new year. we got new things, right? New year, fresh start, January 1st, right? Some of us don't like change, though, right? Do you like change? It, it, you know, <laughs> yeah. If you're, do, if you're on the right path right now and everything is going, you know, you're seeking Him first, well, then don't change that. But if you know there's some things that you can kind of, you know, kind of focus on a little bit better and, 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 and this idea of seeking Him first this year, this new year, don't be afraid to change. You might be stuck in a rut anyways. Maybe you need to mix it up a little bit. Even if you are doing the right things, but it's just getting dry and stale, maybe you need to mix it up a little bit. Some way, somehow, in, in your devotional life or in how you're serving or your willingness to like get together with different people that you, are not, you don't know that well. 
Try something new. Shake it up a little bit. Why don't we? Because of reasons like this. Don't say, why were the old days better than these? Not wise to ask such questions. You know, back in the old days of Calvary Chapel, we used to, you know, we got a lot of stories like that too, you know. But you know what? That's, those are good stories, but that's all the past, you know. We got stuff in the, in the future here. We got today, right here today. And save me one of those blueberry donuts. <laughs> we got today, right? We got now, here. What about this one? New wine must be poured into new wine skins. And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for he says the old is better. I always think, you know, the, the, the way of the past is better. But you know what? we got to stretch out into new things. One, one last verse I want you to turn to, Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. It's a new year, new things. Seek first the kingdom of God. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, he says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. That's what Paul said too, right? Paul and Isaiah both saying it. Actually, the Lord is saying it here, isn't he? Through Isaiah. Verse 19, he says, See or look, I am doing a new thing. And now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. That's exciting. God's doing something new in your life. That's exciting. When God does stuff in your life, there's there's nothing more exciting than when God does something in your life. When God speaks to your heart through His Word or by His Spirit. There's nothing more exciting than that. Why don't we uh, look at that? I passed these out. You got those with your bulletin. Let's just look at this devotional, uh, and we'll, we'll close with this. This is January 1st, Streams in the Desert, Volume 4. It says, The children of Israel, they journeyed from the wilderness toward the sun rising. Traveling in the wilderness toward the sun rising, the very words have poetry in them. These travelers were times of valiant great hearts. They were journeying on the star road, making their way through an uninspiring land. Maybe that feels like your life. A desert waste. Upheld by hope of a glorious new day, a tomorrow morning when night with its darkness and shadows would be left far behind. Travelers whose hopes were fixed on what was before and beyond. Men of faith who followed the gleam loyally right through to the very end. Roadmakers, I like that. Presenting an unparalleled example of courage and bravery. Men of vision always looking ahead, never behind. What an inspiring, challenging thought as we enter into the new year and begin our journey traveling towards sunrise. 
Let us begin by filling the air with songs of rejoicing, with songs, not sighs. For we are wayfarers of the infinite. Traveling to the land where dawns are begotten and glory has its dwelling place, where life begins and not ends, and where there is eternal springtime. And I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. So I went forth and finding the hand of God trod gladly into the night. And he led me toward the hills and the breaking of day in the lone east. Isn't that awesome? Let's be road makers. Let's be journey, uh, in this journey. He talks about men of courage in here. And I read in the book of Acts, chapter 4, it talks about Peter and John, and they had just done this, you know, God had used them to do this miracle, right, and, and whatever. And, and this, the, the religious leaders looking at Peter and John looked at them, and, they, and first of all, they were angry, and they said, we've got to stop these guys. We've got to stop what they're doing. But it says that they looked at them, and they saw that they were unschooled and ordinary men, Right? How could they, it's, first it says when they saw the courage of Peter and John and they realized they were just unschooled and ordinary men, but it goes on to say what? It says they took note that they had been with Jesus. They took note that they had been with Jesus. You want courage to go into the new year? You want courage to, to seek first the kingdom of God, spend time with him, be with him. That's, that's what it's all about, really. That's the bottom line. Let's pray together, shall we? Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this brand new opportunity that we have. I don't know if we have tomorrow, but we have today to seek you first, to make you first. You're numero uno. You're the number one in my life. All these other things are important too. I know, I know, I know, but, but you are first. I seek you first. You'll take care of all the other things. You'll bring them to pass. You'll put them together. You'll make them work out. Maybe it's in my marriage. Seek you first. Ask you to do something. Maybe in my job. Seek you first. Maybe just in the stuff of life to seek you first and you're going to help Sort all those things out. Pay those bills. Do the things that need to be done. Seek you first. Don't neglect the most important thing. Seek you first. Lord, I, I pray here this morning as well for any who, who, who never surrendered and, and bowed the knee and accepted you as Savior, Lord Jesus. I, I want to give that opportunity now for, for each of you who have not done that to say, I, I surrender right now, Lord. seek you as Savior in my life. Ask you in. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead. So come into my life. Come into my heart today. 
that this new year would be a brand new beginning for me. And for all the rest of us, those that have made you, Lord, that today would be a brand new beginning because today is a new day. Today is the day, we sang it, that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Seek you first. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing together, shall we?